Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Chatter with Steve. On today's podcast, my guest is none other than Daryl Williamson. Daryl is the principal of the Mustang Alternative Education School. Daryl has been in education his entire life, but is starting to really, it seems like, kind of break out of his shell now as he is, uh, I believe he said, entering his eighth year with with the uh, Mustang public school system. And the reason why I had him on my podcast, the thing that drew me to Daryl and his story is that I had heard that he was not only doing things like community involvement and things like that, but he, I heard about how he was trying to get the kids in his school a practical ad education, how he was trying to um, have things like have business owners come in and do mock interviews, how he was having the same interview. Uh, business owners come in and, and and talk with his students and give them practical advice. Daryl sets up these things um, for his students every year and continues uh, to do different things to try to give his students this practical advice for their lives. Daryl is a breath of fresh air in this seemingly staunchy education system and is trying to constantly innovate to keep his students' best interests in mind. Uh, in this podcast, we spoke a lot about his background and uh, the family he grew up in. We spent 10 or 15 minutes on that and then really about his early career and, and how he got into education and kind of the things that he learned when he got into education. And then finally, we finished with talking about what he is doing right now at Mustang that makes him unique to other schools around the state. Daryl was an incredibly genuine, friendly person, and I really, really enjoyed getting to know him and am looking forward to um, trying to spend more time with him. If you are a business owner or somebody in the community around Mustang and want to um, get involved with something like he talks about in the podcast, he um, gives an opportunity uh, at the very end. He gives his uh, cell phone number and his email as well um, if you are interested in that. I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I did with Daryl Williamson. That's awesome. All right. All right. What do you think? Sounds, Sounds good. good. Cool. All right. So. Let's talk about your uh, past and the school and a little bit about what you got going. I obviously know a lot about you through my mom, um, but as far as, you know, how you got involved in the school system, obviously I'm sure you went to some sort of college for um, that. Tell me, start start with that. It's a little bit about me. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, Steve, let me tell you, um, first thing, it's a, it's a blessing and an honor to be here today. Thanks. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart to have the chance to just get to meet you and, and get to visit and uh like we had talked about, your mother, Christy Cook, is uh, very near and dear and special to my heart. Uh, and Wild Hero Coffee there in Mustang, is, it's, it's a staple. It's a staple of our community. Um, they do a lot for our schools. And, and, again, it's just one of the many wonderful business leaders and people in Mustang that I'm, I'm, I'm so honored to get to be a part of that community. So how did I get here? <laughs> so yeah, it's a long and winding story. <laughs> so I was uh, growing up. Uh, I've, right now, let me just begin by saying uh, – my name is Daryl Williamson. I'm the I'm the principal now at Mustang Education Center. We uh, we house uh, 
the elementary, you have pre-K uh, programs for the half-day programs for Mustang schools, and in the uh, at, and we also have our alternative education programs for Mustang schools. And we'll get more into what that is, but it's a broad range of, of, of everything. Uh, that's one of the great things about Mustang is there is something for everybody. There's opportunity and abundance, yeah. and it doesn't matter. They're growing like crazy, it seems like. And our numbers, and as we go – there's more and more people and we're finding more and more ways to serve people. And that's what I love. There's everybody is special in Mustang. Everybody yeah. has something, um, that, that, that we have for them. Um, that said, as we, as we go on live in the air, I, I know there's nothing I'm going to talk about that's controversial or anything like that, but <laughs> my views are my own. I, I'm not representing Mustang public schools right now. I do. I am blessed to work there, yeah. but my views are, are for, for Daryl. I don't want to ever say anything sure. to put my school in a bad light, but I'm a pretty non-controversial person anyway. <laughs> <Me> so, <laughs> so anyways, but Anyways, the uh, so I grew up. Uh, I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. My dad and my mother are from Kyoto. Kyoto is a small rural community in southeastern Oklahoma, not far from Fort Smith, Arkansas. They got married at 18 and 16. My mother never finished high school. Get out and, of here. Uh, wow. I'm touching the table. It's, so, it's hard not to. So, so they got married at 18 and 16, and, and these two kids from Haskell County, and I don't know what if people's very familiar with Haskell County, but it's still, they still live on a dirt road. Um, wow. It's still very rural. Um, coming here to the feed store today brings back so many memories of smells and things like yeah. the cattle cubes and the sweet feed and things like that. But growing up there, I think I graduated with 27 people, uh, because we ended up moving back to Kyoto. But mom and dad moved to Tulsa. My dad started an auto body repair business in Tulsa, self-made man. Uh, he worked for a guy and ended up buying the business. Urban Renewal took his uh, took that area and ended up putting the new business at 3332 South Santa Fe, Southwest Boulevard in Tulsa. And he was there from 1965 until he retired in 2000. And that's something that although my parents didn't have the – opportunity for education mm -hmm. or 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 moving forward to to finish their education like when my mom got married in those days that was something you didn't get to keep going to high school for gotcha so it's so she didn't finish high school but she always made you're just saying there's no options as far as well back then that right. was in 1954 right. and so knowing like my mom even though she didn't have that diploma she made education like something important, like she made learning and making yourself better and, and continue making that hunger, like read, like, and, and even though she didn't have any formal training on those types of things, mm -hmm. she knew that reading and expanding your horizons is what's, is what's going to help you so your parents prepare yourself. A big importance on education. Oh yes, sir. Um, and that was, I mean, that was something that growing up is, is school was just, you, you, it was, it was a big part of our family. That's what she did. We got involved in the school. My mother volunteered. She helped out. Yeah, and but the main thing that I inherited from my my dad and my, and my mother they they my dad he passed away a, a year ago April, but he was uh, he was he was a solid man. He was honest, like, and that's when we talk about business. It's if somebody's word is something, my dad's word meant something. Mm -hmm. If he told somebody he was going to do something. It was going to come through. Earl Williamson was going to come yeah. through. Yeah, and people knew that they could count on him. And I and we never got rich or anything like that but I watched and, and my dad was a leader by example and my dad was somebody I watched him love people I watched him help people that whenever they come to the shop that might not have a lot of money he'd help them with their car or you know just little things mm -hmm. like that and my so mother he owned he owned his own business the yes whole sir. time I mean his whole life or? since I was born he okay. once once they moved to Tulsa he started he started out working for a guy mm -hmm. and then him and mom started the business gotcha. And I think it was 1965. So you grew up in a 
in Tulsa. Entrepreneur family. Oh, well, I mean, so to speak. <laughs> well, we were just we, we were workers. They just tried to make it. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, you, you kind of you know, in a family business it's like all hands on deck. It I doesn't matter it. who yeah, you get it. <laughs> so yeah. but that's what we did. We lived in Tulsa until I was about ten and so all my family was still back in Haskell County. And so me and mom, we, we kinda lived we me and mom moved back to Kyoto for a little bit to be closer to family and all that. And so I went to Kyoto, and then we went back to Tulsa. So there was I, – I was pretty lucky. I mentioned that because growing up and in my life, I was so fortunate to be in a lot of different diverse situations and people and, and lots of different de- demographics. And I learned, I learned just to be – just to be around all people and how beautiful all things are. And so I took that getting to li- live in an inner-city environment and then living in a rural environment. It's just – it just helped me to kind of experience a different background. Yes, sir. Experience. Yes, sir. And it really helped me to just, I I feel like I just want to identify and, and get along and and just, and just love people. And that helped me kind of have that understanding. And even if I don't have a knowledge of what somebody else is going through or what they're dealing through, I do want to have that empathy and that care for them. And so that helped develop me that work ethic. I hope I'll never match my father's work ethic. Um, but I hope that that's helped kind of develop me in those early, early years growing up. And so, of course, the whole while, the, the, my, my thing, I played sports. So that's all I really wanted to do, Care ever about. knew about. That's, uh, yeah. you know, I thought that's what it's all. I was going to play professional baseball and football and backgammon and whatever else. You know, when you're <laughs> little kids, you're gonna, you have it all figured out. And so um, I, I went to college, and uh, I was fortunate enough to go to Eastern Junior College, and I played two years at Eastern Baseball. Gotcha. And then I finished up at uh, the University of Central Oklahoma, um, I got, I got to play a little bit. I did okay. We'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, but I, but I did okay. I don't I don't have any past glory. But from there, it's uh, those coaches. I had so many coaches that had such a profound effect on me too. Those those gentlemen in the coaching world, uh-huh. um, because like like I'd mentioned earlier, my parents, my my dad would drive back and forth on the weekend, so I, I didn't have him all the time. Mm. So I had at Kyoto, I had Coach Maley, our football coach, Coach Daryl Jones, our baseball coach. And then when I went to Eastern, um, our, our, our baseball coach, Gary McCoy, man, you, coming from Kyoto, and you, you throw – I mean, Eastern is not a big college, but still you come from graduating with 27 yeah. people <laughs> to, you know, no matter what we've done in Tulsa, it's still not college. Right. And so he, he set us up there with structure and routine and – all the things that, that at the time it's a drag, man, because you don't want to be in a study hall until 10 o'clock. You want to be doing something else. You want to yeah. go to practice and then whatever. Yeah. But those things saved my life. But there's nothing else saved my life more than my wife I met at Eastern Junior College as well. Gotcha. So I met my wife, Sunny. Uh, it was Sunny Rose. She was playing basketball there. And uh, we, in, I think it was 1997. And so – we started dating, and we got married in 2000. And oh, best thing awesome. that ever happened to me. Best Coming best up thing. Up on 20 years. Then, huh? 20 years Dang. last May. May 27th Dang. was 20 years. That's yes, awesome. sir. And so, um, you know, we're all we're all a work in progress. And <laughs> up until I met my wife, I was I, I, you know, we all we all make choices and things as we grow up. But she saved my life and and helped me to to be a better person and I'm still trying to be a better person every day just to be a better husband and to be a better father and to my kids and be a better husband for her. Yeah. So, so I mean really that where you're at now makes perfect sense with the the things you've been doing with the school from coming from a business-minded family and having that, you know, desire to help people and you know like the impact that the coaches and stuff had on you. Yes, sir. So, after you graduated college, did you have 
a goal to teach? Was it to coach? Was it to be an administrator? What was your goal well, kind of out of college? My goal, my goal coming out was I wanted to coach. That's all I ever wanted sure. to do was be I, a football coach. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's what I wanted to do. Which are you? You're not involved in coaching now? No, or? not right now. Okay. And it's not. It's just there's no way you could be in in my world and being a principal and also do a good job coaching. I mean, there's people do it, right. but I'm not talented enough to, sure. to juggle both of those hats. And That's so, not very common. It's not very common, thing. especially at the level at Mustang is. Right. Now in, yeah. the, in the small schools, there's a lot of that, but it's yeah. uh, it's just a little different. And, and those guys, I have tremendous amount of respect for them because those guys are wearing a coach's hat, a bus driver's hat. They're doing a, a – sometimes they got to be a maintenance guy's hat. For this, yeah, after, school after for that. Yeah. teacher's hat. And I have so much respect for our brothers and sisters in rural – Oklahoma that are doing all these different jobs in education. Yeah, but we uh, so so going on out of college. There was another like kind of stepping forward where we're at. Like a lot of the things we we talk about now dealing in education. We talk about a lot of trauma and we talk about a lot of, of things that kids go through. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know that back in the eighties and nineties the things that you experience. But my back in nineteen ninety, uh, my brother, I, I, my I talked about my parents being older mm-hmm. and so I was born like kind of late in life well I had a, I had an older brother and sister and, and going through that my brother passed away of HIV AIDS growing up so I know that's kind of a downer but it, it's relevant to going into what I do because those adverse experiences you never know what somebody's carrying with them sure. you never know that the, the, the things that they're they're having to deal with so going with those coaches that was a mentor those adverse experiences as a youth those things and, and I know God has a plan he has a magical, amazing plan for you. And all these things helped me to put on that armor of God to get ready to do what I did. It had now. an impact on, yeah. It had an impact to change who I am. Yeah. And so my first job, um, we were graduating at UCO in uh, 2000. And my wife and I, uh, I went and interviewed for a job. And I never, like, job interviews uh, going for me up to that time, like, somebody knock on my window, Daryl, you want to haul hay today? Let's go. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> get in the truck, let's go. That's, that's a job interview. Um, or y'all show up over here and do whatever. And so we interview, and the guy's like, well, we want, we want you to come down and we want you to see the school that, you, that you're going to be at. So I go to – my brother-in-law is working at American Airlines. And this so is probably for coaching. Coaching teaching. and teaching. Yeah. And so I go down to, I go down to Brazos, uh, Brazos Port Schools. is in Lake Jackson, Clute, Freeport, Texas. Okay. And so it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a town of – it's a community a little bigger than Mustang as a whole. Like it's where Dow Chemical is and BASF and, and all the petroleum and mm-hmm. all that. But there's two high schools, so they're not either one of them quite as big. So going right out of the box, I was hired at Brazoswood High School to teach world history. And I was a head wrestling coach, and I coached sophomore football. <laughs> and before I left, they was like, hey, are you married? And I was like, well, I'm getting married here in about a month. And they was like, does she want a job? And I was like, Oh, yeah. yeah. She wants a job, too. Let's roll. What do you, so I called my wife, or soon-to-be wife. I was like, hey, do you want to teach? And she's like, what do you mean? Like, she didn't even go to school to be a teacher. And she went to – she was doing, like, exercise fitness management. Gotcha. And so with her degree, they needed – it. Just it was, it's like God's plan, man. There's timing. They needed a female coach to coach basketball. She was going to teach PE. She went through the Region Service Center, got alternative certified in Texas, oh, cool. and it worked out. So we went from making this much to what we thought was living, living pretty good. No, we, we was high on the hog <laughs> in 2000. And so we were, I was at Brazoswood for, for four years, and then you're like, I've got to be a head coach. I gotta, you know, I'm 20, 
six or whatever, 24, but I'm, I'm ready to be a head coach. I yeah. know everything. You know how that goes. I'm, and then I realized that I, man, I look back on that. I'm like, I'm glad I did that because the experience is once again, like help build, but man, it, if anybody thinks they know what they're doing at 24, 20, you know, no. Yeah. I, especially this guy. I did not. I did not. And so we went from uh, from Brazos Sports Schools. I went to Panama, Oklahoma. I was a head football coach at Panama, Oklahoma. And uh, we did pretty good there. So I thought I got to go to a little bit bigger school. So we come to Oklahoma City, and I was the head football coach. And that's when I got into administration at uh, Crooked Oak. And so I was the dean of students and uh, head football coach at Crooked Oak. And then we went to Hugo. When were you at Crooked Oak? Oh, that would have been 2008, I believe, 2007, 2008. Really? And so from Crooked Oak, we was at Hugo. So mm-hmm. I've been doing this a long time. This is my 20th year. Gotcha. But all those were short stints, short stints. Well, I, the next year will be my eighth year at Mustang. Gotcha. And so I found a home. Like, it's 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 been there, and it's like, man, we just got there. Yeah. But all those, so I've been in uh, Mustang. I worked at UConn. And Brazosport, all those are pretty similar, like mm-hmm. the, the schools, the, the makeup. And then Crooked Oak, I got that experience of working in the urban inner city district. Mm-hmm. And then I worked at Panama, which was a rural, I mean, you name it, a, 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 a type of school in Oklahoma, an, an area I've worked there, or pretty close yeah. to it, something, yeah. something to it. And I say that because that's that's been a blessing that the Lord has, has gave me those, those opportunities because if there's just one thing that I might can take from those experiences that helps one of our kids now, then that's a win. Yeah. It's just anything, anything and everything we can take from that. I'm sorry I'm talking so much, man. No, you're that's what a podcast is all about. <laughs> all right. That's all we do on this thing. Well, am I missing? Like, what? No. So, I mean, you know, that kind of flashes forward to what you're doing now as far as, you know, you have that background. You have all the diverse backgrounds. So tell me a little bit about what an – do you call it alternate? Al- Mustang Education is a Mustang Education Center. We house the alternative education program. Alternative education. And that the, the the number one thing that we want to really like stamp out and get rid of is is the the connotation that alt ed is for the quote unquote bad kids. Right. Because th- there's no such thing as bad kids. There's, right. Kids are kids, and they're all good kids. They just yeah. different kids are in different situations. Um, we have kids coming that are wanting to finish school early to go and complete a degree in college to get college started early. They're high achievers. We got kids that just, you know, 3,500 kids or 3,300 kids is just a little too difficult for them to navigate. So it's a smaller setting. Sure. We have, uh, we have different, we have some health issues and medical issue things. We have, we have kids that have had attendance issues. I mean, you name it, there's a spot. And that's kind of like we started out discussing is, is no matter what your track is, no matter what your plans are, no matter where you're at in your life, there's a spot for you that we can help you in Mustang. Right. And I didn't realize until we were just talking, you have the scope of age that you have. The, the littles. And the, yeah. The littles. Yes, sir. And that, man, I, I just want to, that's where I start Does, my day. Is that all the littles? No, sir. Okay. Um, the the all day programs are out in the actual sites. Like when I was an assistant principal at Centennial, oh. we had all day pre-K at the site gotcha. um, at Mustang Education Center we have the half day programs so we actually have a like a group of kids come in in the a.m. then they take a break and then we get a whole new group in the afternoon so gotcha. it's, it's some and, and that's a good thing because it's again it's options like some families are ready for their kid to go all day some some mamas are like hey I, I'm not ready to give that up yet I want to drop them off I want to have some me time then I want to come back and pick them up in the afternoon and uh, so like 
you know, whatever you need. We have a la carte education, whatever you need, That's we, awesome. we, we have it. And how does that shake out with the teachers? Is it, I mean, how many students, teachers do you have kind of all together? And that's something in education you're always shooting for is to keep those uh, class sizes as low as possible. And gotcha. then that's we're really blessed. Uh, last year we ran between 15 and 19 in every class. class. sizes? Yep. Gotcha. And, that's, and each one of our pre-K uh, teachers have an assistant. So two adults, 15, 19 kids, and it, it makes for a really great environment. Gotcha. And, and then and, once you get up into the older, you have from what, fourth, fifth, or is it younger than that? Once they go to pre-K, they, they leave my building to go to kindergarten. Okay. And so – Wherever their home site is, so like if you live in like the catchment for Valley, let's say you went to my school, for, you would go to Valley for kindergarten, first, second, third. Now, the only time they would come back is if they do choose to go to the alternative education program. Oh, okay. So that's the only, that's the only classes we have is pre-K and then the high school alternative ed program. Okay, so high school is where you pick back up as far as – That's where we <laughs> pick back up. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and what are those classes? And is that from freshman to senior? It's just subject. It's it's freshman or? to senior. We we do everything online. We do have a blended environment okay. where we we take we we have a Oklahoma Family Counseling comes in. We do group we do group counseling where the kids just talk about friendship skills and coping mechanisms. It's not like lay on the couch and tell me your problems. No, that's not what it is. Right. It's like discussing how to handle things in a group, discussing how to handle problems, and that is one of our our blended programs that we do. Like has a live class we oh. one of the coolest things that we do and i it's something kirk mr kirk wilson was doing before i got there and it, it was working with the uh, oklahoma arts council okay. and we get a grant to work with the oac the oklahoma art council and we bring in a resident artist and in the fall we had a lady named uh, miss sean perkins and she worked on uh, poetry creative writing and man those kids like ate it up. You, I wish you could see the level of engagement when she would show up and they, they'd work in them and they'd work, tell us a story. And at first they're kind of like, ah, whatever, what, what's this yeah. lady doing here? And like, she's just, she's calm and she just kept moving on and, and could captivate them. She captivated them. And she is like one of the most interesting, look, her name is Stacy Sean Perkins. She runs the rural Oklahoma museum of priority. She comes to us from Locust Grove drives down and uh, awesome. teaches art for us yeah and it's that's been one of the best things we do and then in the spring we do a visual arts program uh where we have a lady named uh, miss melton and we didn't get to finish that this spring so sadly course, so yeah. but there's a if you come to mec if you look out on the there's like a little patio area near my office it's mm -hmm. like a it looks like a koi pond mm -hmm. the the visual artist students uh did that with her the year oh, before i cool. got there when mr wilson was still there it, it's really cool it's that's cool. awesome I, the, and that's something to watch those kids the art and that's some like art is so is such a powerful thing like music and art with with, with children because everybody has different interests mm -hmm. and whenever you you get those kids in there and you and you light that spark and you and you see that fire and some of these kids have just never really had that opportunity they and, and you watch them and they just get hungry for it yeah and, and that might be the thing that inspires them yeah and it's that's one thing is, is I've, I've looked at i want to call it uh, i like to call it catalyst academy i'd like to basically be catalyst academy be the catalyst to spark the change it can be it can be that are you gonna be that spark to improve and enrich what you're already doing good or is it gonna be a catalyst for change to get out of your circumstances yeah and and watching those watching those kids that art it's a it's a big part of that to, to inspire kids one of the things that 
I struggle as far as education goes is I feel like a lot of it is not relevant to what's going to make you successful as a person, you know? Right. And that's what I kind of struggled with growing up is I have a personality that's questions everything I do. So like, why am I doing, you know, whether it's working, whether it's, you know, a relationship with a person or, you know, right. anything at this job or through school, I always struggled with, I wanted to know why, you know what I mean? And I think one thing that really drew me to when my mom was telling me about you was it seemed like you were doing very relevant things to make your students useful members of society, <laughs> you know, yeah, right, in some, right. some See, sort of the why, right? just like you said, and that's, a, and that's a big driving force just in our day-to-day job is like that why what drives us is like a lot of people want to be goal-oriented which is great it's great to to have goals and shoot for goals but if you don't have that why piece yeah why is my goal like that right you know and so that's another thing that you you kind of touched on like as you grew up your your personality wants to ask why wants to wants to question and that is where we're at We're, we're such a we're at a at a watershed breaking point in education now where things are, are changing so fast that we encourage kids nowadays to, to ask questions, to question everything. And that's such a different than sit down, get your book out, take your pencil out and take notes and don't say a word. <laughs> yeah. And then we wonder why they, why can't you sit there 45 minutes and not, you know, but now it's, we're figuring it out a little bit. It's like, what does this kid need? How can we, we help this kid be successful? Well, by them asking why those guiding questions can help us meet you where you need to be. Yeah. And so to, 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 to marry those pieces together, I want our kids to see every single thing they do at that school has a why, has a purpose. And so our curriculum is that we, we offer the same curriculum as the high school. Well, that's what I was going to say. How much me and you can completely agree on that, but how much flexibility do you have in, <laughs> you know there, what I'm saying? No, that's, that's the beauty of it is when we get down, we cut all the fluff out and we get down to those standards that, that is deemed the most relevant information in each course that that kid has to know to be successful. Okay. So what I try to do in those standards is how do those standards apply to the workforce? How do those standards apply to making good decisions? Like you answer those why questions before they come up? Before basically. they come up. And so we, we, we try to make sure that we're tying everything they do into the immediate, into the now. Let me ask you this, though. Is there ever a situation where you see a standard or a they have to learn how to do this, and you're like, you don't understand why? Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Is that, is absolutely. that a possibility? Or? No, absolutely. And and here's the deal. And I learned this real fast. When I, when I, when I went – I had a secondary background. Okay. I went from coaching, athletic director, head football coach. I'd been in – education for 12 15 years and hadn't been in the education part of education i was doing facilities and athletics and transportation you see what i mean and so you want to you want a crash course in learning curriculum be an administrator at a mustang elementary because we are the best i hate they they are the best there are our curriculum people are like amazing and so i learned real quick to keep my mouth shut my eyes open and ears open ask questions and i grew so much and i still have a long way to go on those standards and and learn that curriculum and so that said that's why any principal like there's a handful of them that that 
principals are a master of every subject. They know, you know, but that's, I'm smart. I, that's one thing. The only thing I know is I'm smart enough to know what I don't know. And that's why I got to have good people around me. We got, I got a great math teacher. I got a great history teacher. I got a great science teacher. I got a great English teacher that, that they know the programs, the pre-K teachers. It sounds know like the what programs. you're kind of explaining is that you have people around you that they worry about not worry about but they are in charge of getting by these standards in math these standards in history and you're worried about how to make successful people people out of these students getting getting people getting people to work together to be successful and that the 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 ingenuity program that we work with uh, has been really successful so far like i said the last this last year is my first year so there's so much more of that that that's one of my goals is to learn more and more and more to to where we can to, to where we can tailor those lessons to each kid to make it even more relevant, to make mm. it meet more needs. Talk about some of the stuff that you do with businesses and community around Mustang. Right. Did, well, where did that come from? Did that come from, I guess that would be superintendent would be your oh, I, well, direct, or I, did that come from you? or? Oh, no, I, I, I cannot take credit for starting that. Absolutely sure. not. But uh, when I when I got the job at MEC, Kirk Wilson had been the uh, principal there. Okay. And he had already had a community engagement team formed. And so I just took what he had and just tried to keep building on it. And Does added every Mustang school get involved in that or just your – I, I'm not sure. I just gotcha. know that's we do the community engagement one thing because it's it's a focus in a mind to to help our kids get experiences in the business community, to 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 have our kids be around positive adults, to to be around winners in life. If you if you're out working and you're and you're and you're you're a trendsetter in your community by being a business leader, a community leader. I want my students around you. I want my kids to have that exposure. Right. And, and what I mean by that is like that we did a mock interview. Uh, situation gotcha. that I, I just want to keep building, building, building. And I don't know if they've done that in the past or not, but th- that was something when the community engagement team, I, I learned about it. The The one thing I wanted to do was really firm that up and to, to be as inclusive as possible. And then I wanted our kids to have those experiences with those people to get them in front. And I, I want to see that grow and build to where you do an interview. Maybe that might turn into an internship. Mm. or that might turn into whatever you Mm -hmm. see what i'm saying yeah and so one of the things that we really focus on with our students like at the job interview is there's so many things that get lost with soft skills or the emotional intelligence with interview skills and things like that and that's just where we by giving our kids those opportunities to speak and to talk that grows that give them that gives them an opportunity to grow so as far as can you include stuff like that into your curriculum? Because I, you know, I didn't, I don't remember doing anything like that when I was in high school. Is that, why would principals or administrators or whatever it might be not do that? Why would they not? Is it because it's not, is that required in the standards but or curriculum? I, I believe that they the community engagement piece is okay. as part of like the alt ed uh framework do you think it's different but, in alt ed but i don't uh as far as that's another? that's a good idea to do anyways you yeah. know what i mean that's something but as far as why do, do or don't each almost every school has some type of engagement piece whether it may not be exactly what we do but sure. almost every school has something similar um they have like 
a lot of the elementaries, it's not necessarily employment relevant. Right. So they have things to engage the community, like the watchdog dads, like it's engaging with fathers and people up there. Um, like at Centennial, we were we were always doing different things with different speakers coming in. Uh, the firemen and Mustang come up and do a big fire show, and so they're getting that engagement piece. It's not employment related in the mm. elementaries. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so then, at the high school, um, there like high school, and middle school. There's lots of that embedded in some of our career, like our career tech classes and things sure. like that. That's, That's true. I, so we don't have the career tech classes at my place, so we just have to. To, to make it work, to give our kids those experiences. Because there's, there's not ever going to be a reason for a kid to not be successful or not have everything in our place. We're, we're going to find a way, no matter what <laughs> it is. They're, they're going to they're gonna have everything every kid does, no matter what. you have any crazy, like, kid got a job offer or anything like that? Or, like, you know, any crazy stories over the last, however many, did you say eight years? Oh, oh Lord. I've had so many, like, I've had so many join, like lots of them joined the military. Lots of my kids, lots of my gotcha. wrestlers went to military route. Per, I mean, do you do anything with the military, or that's just what well, one you thing found I did? Um, that was, uh, I, I kind of started when I worked in rural Oklahoma mm-hmm. in Hugo and at uh, Panama. Uh, did, I mean, it just is what it is. Jobs are hard to find. It's 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 limited, and so you you, you almost have a one way pipeline to drugs and prison a lot of times and that's sad i mean it, it's it's it is what it is um and so one thing i really started trying to do was i would go to the army recruiter or that whatever recruiting station is local and i would go in i'd introduce myself and i'd meet them and i'd usually try to start off those relationships by having them come and do like a physical fitness test or something like that with the kids and so then those guys would get used to coming up and so they'd come hang out in the locker room or they'd see those kids and then when they'd actually do recruiting stuff it got those it, it kind of helped those those recruiters build relationships with our kids and so it's a win-win the army is exposed to potential recruits where kids have an opportunity to do things that could change their life right while they're making money while they're making money (laughs) yeah and or getting a free college college education or whatever and and what what they retire like a a first a year since 20 years they can retire and yeah if i'd have did that i'd be retiring working on my second job right now yeah before be 45 this year but there's those opportunities just trying to create opportunity where there isn't mm-hmm. and growing up um, but like my, my parents did did own a business and things like that but we grew up we were we were not rich by no means so we we like I knew a side of that like not, not necessarily poverty but the working like understanding like you, you got you, you don't get new shoes today you, you got to wait on it and so I, I want to make sure that every kid has at least that good to be able to to to, to to provide for their families when they grow up or better just like i tell my own kids be better than me i don't care what you do i just want you to be better than me yeah as far as what else do you do that's do you think unique to your school or what do you think is unique from your school to other schools or whatever the 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 biggest thing is everything is so in Intensive at our place, and, and what I mean by that is, it, it really gives our kids a chance to focus and and work because we the way we set our, our work schedule up is we have a blended learning time period in the morning, and then we have about two hours or two two and a half three hours where they can really focus on knocking those credits out and getting the things they need to do. And as we go, that is one thing I do want to look at. I want to give our chance more of those blended opportunities, but like you kind of talked about earlier. Well, taking out the extra, 
like, just get me down to what I need to know to do it. And so we kind of got a good situation with that right now because it's just getting down to it. But there's the, 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 the ability to recover credits and to give kids the opportunity to achieve their goals quickly is probably the best thing we do. And it, it, kids can come in, and families come in, and 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 they're and they're they're talking. I'm I'm this many credits behind, or I don't see a light. And then they come in, and they get two, three credits, four credits, and and they're they're rocking along. They see some success, and then to see the families and to see the kids after they've had that success is it's it's more it's better than money. Hmm. There's they they've had that success. They're they're hungry. Then a lot of times, and you can do that because of the class sizes. Well, the being online gives us the chance to move faster. Gotcha. So, is there a like they come in person portion, or is it completely? They're they're at they're at MEC. Okay, but it's yes, online. Sir. Yes, sir. From there, and and so what they come and we set them up online, which to me that's ideal because we have a teacher there to assist them if you get stuck. Mm. So, like they're in science class, they may be doing science or biology or whatever. But if they get stuck, we have a teacher there to assist them. In person. In person. Gotcha. And so now, who's online though? That's just the program. That's it's, the curriculum. That's the, so that's the program. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, that's the program. <laughs> and the teachers are there. So you get stuck, you got help. Talking about like these real world life skills and stuff like that, I've always wondered: did does the school require? Do y'all do anything around like taxes and stuff like that? We do, yes. The part of our curriculum we do a life skills portion. Oh, and so the our counselor is we're in a transition where uh, Miss Trisha Robertson Weber will be our new counselor next year, and she Miss uh, Renee Summers retired sadly, but we're, me and Miss Weber work together at Centennial, and she has a large amount of experience and a great background in working in the counseling field, and so when we the life skills classes they'll they'll do like we'll bring in somebody from the bank, and so we'll work all the skills like accounting and check keeping and the things oh, you would cool. do in that area. And so then we will, we've even brought them in. Um, like, how do you, how do you go and get your car tagged? Like we try to like, Oh wow. Like sit down and focus on every single thing. If you, you want to become an adult, here's the things. Adulting one-on-one. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of a good idea since we're sitting there talking about it. I may yeah. like, Hey Trish, when we get together, let's talk about adulting one-on-one next year. Okay. <laughs> you got that. So that's my <laughs> reminder. But anyways, I'd like to, to just whatever we got to do to prepare them for the little things, because you, you think about, a lot of the things in in the employment world to to get people successfully and 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 employed in a in a like where they should be um you got to prevent barriers you got to get rid of barriers and barriers can be a lot of things like simple paperwork can be mm-hmm. a barrier for a lot of people um not having the steps or nowhere to go my goal is to take away every obstacle where all they got to do is walk in the door and have the skills and prove that they can do that job. And if they can be the one for the job and they're the best one for it, be successful for that business. Yeah. What else does the life, you called it life skills, life skills class. What else does that? Teach? It's, 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 it's a wide, they meet once a week. Is there a curriculum for that? Or y'all just, it's our it own. Up? We, we develop it with now. Is that required by the there's, school system? You had to have so many credits as an extracurricular. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. And so within that, we have some leeway on what we do, but we want to make those, those life skill to me, that's one of the most powerful things we do too, is the, the so. art, the art motivates mm-hmm. the life skills, gets them ready for all those, the real skills, all the yeah. real skills. Like just tell me what I need to do. 
Right. How do I apply for a job? And so that's one thing I wanted to add that the, the, the job fair part of it to, to the, the, the mock interview is you know how to do it. No, go do it. Here's your chance. Show off what you know. Yeah. And that's why we told the kids like, this is game day. This is what, this is your chance to compete. Go, go show them, go show them who you are. Yeah. And it was pretty neat. Like the kids, uh, they were nervous going into it. You never know how high school, high school which kids. Which one? The interview the, part? The interview parts. Yeah. Oh, they were nervous. They were like, I don't, I don't know, Mr. Williams. And, and so what's You make them going? dress up in the whole bit? We tried. Yeah, we, yeah, we, oh, yeah, we, yeah, we did the best you can. And uh, <laughs> but that, that's the goal. And that's one thing I want that to grow. Maybe even do a fall and a, and a and spring And you have semester. business owners or leaders or whatever come in to do those? Yes, sir. Gotcha. It, it was really cool. I'm, I'm hoping see Cook feeding yeah, of course year. yeah that'd be that'd be awesome i don't know i interview pretty weird i'm like let's chat hey that's what What's i up? do too man yeah. yeah just tell me about you i don't know if we get along or not yeah because it's about people no matter what you do it's about being surrounding yourself with good people yeah that's awesome um what else is in like life skills well a lot of a lot of training with getting prepared and another program we uh, have i don't know if you're familiar with uh we have the mtc program which is the treatment center that uh is is another part of our program over there yes okay and that's for it's it's a different it's a more intensive situation and one of the cool things that we're going to start over there is uh robbie cornelius the the manager the owner of that he is going to work on getting a uh, veterinary grooming for for the afternoons over there so those some of those girls coming out of there it's a it's a it's a it's a housing facility education center. And so they're coming now, in that's there. that's the one that's right in front of the Little Wild Hero deal, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Or behind and, it, I guess. Yes. And so one thing that if you study uh, incarceration and, and, and prison, you, you, it is vital that when we send these young people, they graduate and they're leaving like an incarceration setting, that we're, we're that we're giving them skills or some type of certification because that's gonna that, that cuts down recidivism. Because if we just graduate and you got that diploma, good. What do I do? Right. Kids go out now. It's it's hard to compete. If we can teach them a skill or we can teach them a job or some type of training, boom, I can leave and I can get a job. Now is that part of your? It's it's it? separate from Does the Mustang. Uh, we do the education piece. The education piece. Oh, okay. Now the whole center is it privately owned, publicly? Yes. Privately owned. Gotcha. It's, Interesting. It's, we we handle the education piece for them. Okay. Gotcha. And that's been a very powerful, <clears throat> powerful part of my job, is 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 seeing that and seeing the work that they do for those. Are they kids. in high school or after high school there, working on GEDs a, or how's there's that? two there's a high school side uh-huh. and then there's another side that's got some younger kids like one's a JYA side and one's a DHS side. Gotcha. Really so, interesting. And and it just goes to show you that our community, we're going to make sure every kid has a chance. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that's something I'm passionate about. That's why I've been there fixing be eight years. It's because it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what challenges you have or what talents you have. Mustang is going to take care of you. And Mustang is going to give you a chance to succeed and better yourself. Yeah. What can, uh, you know, what do you need or like to hear from businesses or whatever? What is, I mean, do you, are you looking for businesses that help you with things like that? Or is it kind of like, I would like to, I'd like to have, this is a big invitation. Um, get out my, my email is Williamson D at Mustang org. Um, if you if you're interested in participating in our mock interview process and you're a business owner, we'd love to have you. Uh, send me an email and as we firm up those times. And what does that look like? That's like a day where you do it. Yes, you sir. Know, or is it a we come month in, we start. Or? We we come in and started setting up. We did it one on one day. Uh, 
on a one day setting and the businesses come in at eight, they set up and we did a, uh, I think we did a two hour window and the kids had there by the North Seven Eleven. Yes, okay. sir. Yes, sir. And so the businesses came in, we did a two hour window and what, what we didn't want was the kids to be in there too long and it kind of dragged. And mm. so we, our goal was to do like five or, or 10 minute, like Short, you, little you, then rotate. Dating. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. And, we, we we asked the kids, we gave them a list of the vendors, mm-hmm. and we asked the kids to pick and then fill in. So that way they was busy the whole time. Oh, gotcha. So we kind of talked about who was coming and pumped them up. That's cool. Super cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, that kind of stuff. And then it, it's always good to stop by. Stop by and see us. Um, it's it's so good for, for kids to see positive adults. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're somebody in the community, talk to the kids. The kid, like, just speak to them, say hello. It's so powerful. Just when, when adults speak to kids, they, they, it, it makes a difference. Yeah. Just little things, hi and bye. And, and that modeling of, of what's it like to be a man? What's it like to be an adult? Yeah. Do you have any business leaders or community leaders come in and talk about just what they do or like that's, that's something I would encouragement like encouragement piece or anything. I would definitely like to have that grow. Um, kind of having the, the, the school year, this is my first year, and then kind of having the year cut off short with the COVID situation, we didn't get to get into the planning stuff. But mm-hmm. I would I would love to have people come in and like, I'm Steve Cook. This is what I do. Here's my job. Questions. Because yeah. I think it would be surprising how many kids would be interested. Yeah. And, and, and they just want to know. Kids are hungry for knowledge. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's like whatever we put in front of them, what do, and it's just opportunities. If we yeah. put opportunities to learn positive things, they're going to do positive things. Yeah. That's really encouraging, man. I, like I said, I kind of have a, just kind of a bitter taste in my mouth from like, even when I went to Oklahoma state, it was like, it seemed like my last two years I was just anticipate, okay, now that high school's done now, what I want to do, it's going to be relative to my career, you know? And, right. Okay. Animal science business. I can't have a more relative degree to what I'm going to be doing. This you know is like, what I'm going to do. Here we go. And then it was like all these, classes that I'm like, all right, once I get through these basics, now it's going to be, and then I get to the very end. I'm like, all right, here we go. And it just didn't really seem like it was really, you know, maybe useful or it was 10 years ago. You you might do that things this way, you know, or whatever it might be, but it's really encouraging to hear somebody that's trying to, you know, we're, make useful members of society. And we're, we're trying. And, and, and again, we're not perfect. And, and, and my biggest thing, no matter what we do, um, no matter what we're offering, I want those kids to know they're loved. Mm. And so I, my, my, my biggest goal is I want to be out in front of the school. I want them to be the first thing they see is me when they get to school. Whether How many getting, students do you have like on that? We, we have 60. Uh, we, we cap out at 60. Uh, we run anywhere. I think we have about 40 enrolled right now, getting ready to go into the fall, and we're hoping to fill up by Talk the time we get Talk about your August. mix. I mean, is it like where are they coming from background-wise? Is it? It's it's vast. like why are they with you? I guess is what I'm. It can, it can be anything. There's like like we was talking about. There's there's kids that are like I'm just ready to graduate and move on and okay. go to college and they and can knock it that, out quicker. Ten like percent of them are that. Uh, it's half or? it really fluctuates. Gotcha. It's it's a lot. It depends of, on the year. It depends on the year. Well, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't I been there. Yet. I just yeah. I, I just look at the data from years before to what it is now, and. It changes, and you know, at some level, behaviors are involved. Some, sure, um, but, but 
there, there, there's nothing like we're not a behavior school. That's sure. that's not a uh, that's something that's a misconception of people are thinking that it's not a school where you have to go there because you got in trouble. You got kicked out. Yeah. No, you got kicked. No, that's not what we do. Yeah. We offer. We have. It's just a different type of way to go to school. Right. And one thing I was surprised is 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 our as our community grows and gets larger, uh, I had one of my largest person percentages this last year was just students that that have a hard time in large groups it's 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 real and it's a real deal and man you sit in some of those two or three hundred college courses you know two or three hundred people you're like oh i get that just just navigating just in and out the building and and uh but and and that's not in any way saying that it's it's not a good situation for some people they need something different different. they want something different and and like I said, there's some that are there from attendance to I have uh, health problems, health issues. It's the and the thing is, we've had kids from every one of these things that's got them there. Graduate, I think we graduated 67 kids. And so once you graduate, you're done. Like you can quit coming to school. You mm-hmm. still get to walk with your class, and you can go to work or whatever you, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And I, and I think that kind of is a motivator. Kids are like if I had to work and I do what I'm supposed to do, I can graduate. I don't have to come back. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. And so they're, that, that, that's a huge motivator. Yeah. I get that. It's a huge motivator. That's interesting. What else? What did I miss? I probably did a terrible job today. I hope I, I didn't know. mess it up too bad. Chatted for 46 minutes. Oh, Lord. Man. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, it flies by, huh? I, b- I bored everybody to death. But <laughs> <laughs> my mom's the only one that listens, so. Me, I listen. No, my mom is the only. Oh, and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I send it out to a bunch of people. That's cool. Perfect. But, hey, and I, I and I do want her to know she. And I'm not just saying this because she's your mom, but she's a very special person. That, <laughs> like the way she, like she's just the way right. she runs her business, man. It's like those people I want around my kids. <laughs> it's positive. I'm yeah. all about po- positivity, man. Yeah. Life's too short. Nothing gets her down. That's right. I promise. <laughs> um, yeah, man, thank you so much for being on. Yes, sir. Um, how do people get a hold of you? You already gave your email. Williamson D at mustangps.org. Um, I don't mind giving my mobile phone num- number out. That's what we, I started doing. I never did give that out before, yeah. and then I started giving it out, and uh, it's not been bad. I hadn't had any Very craziness. 405 637 3080. That's easy. I hope I didn't disappoint you today, Steve. You did great. Thank You're you. Awesome. Thanks again. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Chatter with Steve. My name is Steve Cook, the co-owner of Cook Feed and Outdoor in Oklahoma City. If you have any questions or need to get a hold of me or would like to be on the podcast, please send me an email at scooktt at gmail.com. That is S as in Steve Cook, T as in Tom, T as in Tom at gmail.com or reach out to me on social media and I would love to talk to you. Thank you for listening.